So welcome back to the Barbell Bikini and Biz podcast. You join me for yet another solo podcast. I'm doing really bad on the guest front, guys. I do apologise. I'm just really struggling to find time to that's compatible with other people. So there will be more guests, I promise you, but just I'm literally recording these podcasts in these little nuggets of time that I have free in my days, which doesn't really tend to be when other people are free. But if there is anyone you want to hear on the podcast, please let me know. And I'm sure together we'll do our best to find a time where we can both chat and get the podcast up. But today you have just me and my solo rambles. If you enjoy those, you're in for a good one. If you don't, sorry. (laughs) But today we're going to talk about my personal five key issues of the fitness industry. These are issues which I think we can all agree on and I will obviously delve into a lot more detail of each of the topics but it's five of the key issues which me myself think are the most the most problematic and the ones that I want to obviously I'm not an influencer I'm not a big power and obviously me myself cannot change these things but making more people aware of them and the people who I do work with one-to-one through my coaching and people who I speak to in the gym if I can make them aware of these and try and overcome some of these challenges then that's my job well done so sit back relax enjoy and if you agree with some of these points please let me know please share it on your stories please talk about them because I do think these are things which do need to change and change doesn't come about from one person saying so it comes about from multiple people you know making a stance multiple people changing their attitudes and I know this podcast alone won't be enough to do that, but if it can help raise awareness for a couple of you guys and maybe you implement it with the people you know and you work with, then it's a job well done for sure. So point number one is misinformation, which is something which I'm sure you've all come across. It's something that you all see and you've all encountered. When you go online and you Google diets for fat loss or workouts or whatever, there's so much poor and bad information off there, out there, which is, to be honest, often endorsed by people who are respected, such as celebrities or people who've got quite a big following. And ultimately, they become authority figures. They become people you trust. And when you see these, you know, when they do a transformation and they've endorsed, they're endorsing this product that says that's the reason they've done it, you do want to trust them because they're a person of high power. You think, well, they've got this many followers and they're not going to lie about it because they've, you know so many people could out them because they're a high profile person so you want to trust them or it could be someone who you've got a lot of respect for you know celebrities who you've got a lot of respect for someone who you can relate who you idolize and we see it all the time so things like these skinny jabs booty all this sort of thing but it's not even just that it's just you know if you google fat loss there'll be loads of trash out there about the importance of you've got to do your thing fasted you've got to do this exercise to build a booty this this workout will build you x amount of muscle there's just so much poor and lacking of quality and lacking of to be honest a lot of it it's not even right it's just saying what they want you to hear in order for you to buy into them or make you feel better about yourself And we see it all the time and we see all this conflicting information and ultimately it makes it very, very difficult for people to know what they should be doing. And people who don't know better will just follow this advice. If it's from something that they perceive as a trusted source, they're going to follow this advice because they think, well, you know, this celebrity, I value them, I respect them. They know what they're doing. You know, they've got the results. I'm going to follow them. Oh, this, this article says this and that sounds pretty easy. I'm going to give that a go. 
And so many people fall into the trap of following this absolutely trash advice. You know, carbs are bad. Don't eat after 6pm. You've got to do your cardio fasted. All of this absolute rubbish people buy into. And some of it becomes quite dangerous when, you know, for example, they say you've got to do this amount of cardio. You've got to eat these calories. You know, people become nutrient deficient. People do too much. People burn out. And it is, it's really problematic. And the reason it's so problematic is there's it, there's lack of regulation. The reg- regulations for the industry are so slack. So realistically, anyone can post a video on YouTube and anyone can post something on Instagram. There's nothing really that's going to stop them from posting poor advice that's going to get them like fined or taken down. There's not really any repercussions for doing it. And I know myself, I'm a personal trainer, but I know how easy it was to do that course. The, the PT course is not that hard. Anyone realistically can become a personal trainer. You listening to this, you could become a personal trainer. It's not hard to become a personal trainer. And once you've got that certification, you are free to go and do what you want with it, basically. You are free to go and train people. Within There's a few limitations of who you can't train, but re- realistically, you can pretty much go and touch anyone. And there's not actually any guidance or guidelines anywhere that says you need a qualification to become an online fitness coach. So what does that mean? It basically means anyone and everyone can become this authority figure who you trust, who can then preach to you online. Now, I'm not saying everyone out there is bad because there are some very, very good people in the industry. There's some amazing, knowledgeable people in the industry. But there's also a lot of bad people in the industry who've just literally ticked off this very easy qualification or even haven't done that. They've just, you know, learned a bit of fitness here and there and they're passing themselves off as a coach because maybe they've done a prep before or maybe they've studied, you know, sports science a little bit. But that doesn't mean they have the real knowledge to coach someone or the knowledge at all because what the PT course doesn't teach you really, it doesn't teach you much about how different people, for example, let's take a squat. It doesn't teach you about how different people will perhaps struggle with a squat, why certain people shouldn't do a squat. It doesn't teach you about how to actually coach people. It doesn't teach you about realistically how to set up nutrition. It doesn't teach you that much. And yet people go and do these things which they haven't been taught just thinking they know what's best, basically giving people poor advice or actually bad and dangerous advice. So there's basically just too much out there that's just wrong. And the lack of regulation of the industry allows for this to happen. So that's my that's my first issue with it. Because you see it time and time again, poor advice being given. And I know for a fact that someone is going to internalise that. And I speak to people and they have internalised this information and it's just wrong. The next um, issue is that less less clothes equals more likes. Now, we can all agree on this. Now, I've seen it with myself just out of curiosity. When I've ever taken, I, I like to share my progress on Instagram. It's not because I like to share pictures of, like, my bum and stuff. It's nothing like that. It's because I like to keep it raw and real and share my check-in pictures because that is how I like to work. I like to show them in the off-season and in the prep to keep it real and document my progress for everyone. And that is why I do it. But what I have noticed is those pictures generally tend to get more likes. Even when what I'm putting isn't necessarily informative or that insightful, it might even just be a little bit of, this is week, this of prep, and this has happened that gets more likes than sometimes when I do a really, I really think about a post and create quite an educational, informative one. It gets a lot more likes. And we see it across the board. The influencers who post pictures pretty much semi-naked or posing with their bums out or their abs out, they get most of the likes. Even if their caption is just something like hashtag work harder or something like that. You know, nothing particularly motivational, nothing particularly insightful or informative, simply because 
the visual aesthetic is nice to look at, they get more likes. And yes, that is the world we live in, unfortunately, where, I mean, there's, that's a whole issue itself, but that is the world we live in. But why it's a problem is that these people get the attention of people and people who are actually really knowledgeable and can provide you with some really good education and knowledge of training and nutrition, they get overlooked that these people don't get many followers. They don't get many likes. And this these, this really good content gets gets cast aside and overshadowed by, by bums and abs and it's, it's wrong. It's really wrong. Now, I follow so many people who talk so much sense and their posts... Like, I'd pay some of these people for the, the, the knowledge that they give out on Instagram. Like, it's amazing, it's phenomenal. But they don't get the, the likes. Like, some of their posts will get, like, 30 likes. Whereas, you'll scroll up and someone will have their abs out and the caption will be um, always on the grind and they'll have, like, thousands and thousands of likes. And it's, it's just a shame that that's the way it is, that people who actually really can provide some really good, high-quality content don't get the credit that they deserve and perhaps don't get the client base that they deserve or the recognition that they deserve simply because they don't aesthetically show off their bodies or perhaps aren't quote-unquote as attractive in this what is deemed as attractive. So that's my point number two. Number three is breaking boundaries. Now this is something which happens a lot more than you think and I don't like to generalise, but it's typically males that do this. And there will be females that do it, but typically it's males. There's too many PTs and online coaches that abuse their power and their trust. And basically pry on quite vulnerable women and abuse that power. This comes in the form of making inappropriate comments, you know, abusing the nature of check-ins. So, for example, online check-ins, you know, should be done realistically, maybe shorts or a sports bra. If it is like a prep client, perhaps like, you know, what you'd wear for a bikini, so but you have got clothing on. I've seen it where, and I've heard it where coaches have asked for naked check-ins, which you don't need to do. You see PTs who are quote unquote spotting their clients, but they're touching them where they shouldn't be. And it happens so much and it's just so wrong. And it's really sad because these women don't know better. They're vulnerable. They might think what the person's asking for them is actually right. So for example, they might think that the naked check-in pictures are necessary. They might think that the person who's being super complimentary of them is that it's just them being nice when in actual fact they're pretty, they're pretty much being groomed. It just puts these women in a really vulnerable and uncomfortable position. And what it can actually do is then put people off wanting a coach in the future or wanting help and support of their fitness goals because they've had this poor experience. And not everyone's like that, but a lot more than you'd think are. A lot of these big coaches who you might look up to, I know so many of them that have abused their power and sometimes they get outed and this is a problem as well that a lot of these coaches do get outed and it blows up on social media that they've done this or they've done that and yet they still manage to keep their clients and keep doing what you know keeping their practice well if you think if this was a doctor for example if a doctor was making these sort of comments to patients or did something like that they would lose their job they might even go to prison so why is it in this industry it sort of gets brushed under the carpet it might blow up on social media for 10-15 minutes but then it's fine again and then they get their client base back and sometimes you'll see them a month later and they've got even more clients and they're even more successful so this is just something which really frustrates me because obviously what it's wrong in all in all walks of life to do things like that but especially in this job you have a position of care and trust with people's health with people's bodies, people, especially women, can be quite vulnerable when it comes to things like body image, and 
it can be massively abused and it can literally make people feel worse when your job is literally there to make them feel better. So that is point number three of one of my issues of the fitness industry. My next point is that there is far too much emphasis in the fitness industry on fat loss and not enough focus on health and actual fitness. Now, before I actually did my PT course, I was not aware of the amount of health benefits that come with training and nutrition from a cardiovascular perspective, things what it can do for your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your bone density. I wasn't really that aware of all that and people aren't aware of it. So for example, older people aren't aware that by resistance training, they are actually protecting their bones and offsetting a lot of the issues of arthritis and osteoporosis and things like that. People aren't aware of all these benefits and I think it really needs to be something which gets drilled into people because we complain about this obesity epidemic or pandemic. It's not a pandemic, that's COVID. <laughs> COVID. We love the COVID, don't we? But this obesity problem, like you just think of it as, well, you've just got to drop the fat, you've got to drop the calories. But what isn't also discussed is, well, by doing this exercise, it's not just about dropping the fat, do this exercise and we'll also be able to help stabilise blood sugars and we'll be able to bring blood pressure down and all of these things now healthy in at the moment is just sort of defined by aesthetics and not actually how fit someone is like when you look at these people on social media who are quote-unquote fitness people some of them aren't really that fit like I guarantee some of them in terms of their fitness levels will not be anything amazing whereas there are people who perhaps don't have shredded abs and the most amazing muscle definition but their fitness is amazing and their health is on point and they've got really good blood pressure and really good cholesterol levels and things like that and yes I'm totally I mean I do bodybuilding of course so I am someone who understands you know I I do the sport for the aesthetics of course and I do understand that you want to feel good and how you look that is not a problem the problem comes in the fact that there's just too too much drive towards getting in shape for the fat loss purely for the fat loss and there's just not enough recognition and realization for the importance on it on your physical and to be honest your mental well-being the things it can do the changes it can have the changes it does bring and this is something I do reiterate in check-ins with clients is that we may not see a scale weight drop we may not see necessarily physical changes but you'll be able to run for longer your fitness is going up your strength is going up you know your body fat's coming down you know the scale may not be moving but your visible body fat's coming down that's good that means our blood pressure potentially is coming down all of these things need to be appreciated especially people who are getting older without sounding rude as you do get older and run into health issues you can offset so many of these issues simply by being fit and active and people really do need to you know people should care more about you know people should care about their 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 internal bodies and how that is rather than a set of abs they really should and some of the issues that do come with this constant pressure on and drive towards the appearance side of things rather than health is that people can be quite disheartened when they don't see the physical changes or they can't sustain these physical changes and they're not seeing them quickly but they don't actually appreciate what's being done for their bodies. People who are quite big do become ashamed to actually even start because they don't feel like they belong in a gym because of this you know you need to look a certain way to be fit but I know some people who are quote unquote, you know, maybe obese or big, but their fitness is amazing. And what they're doing for their bodies week on week is making them healthier. And yes, eventually they will get into a healthy weight bracket, I'm sure of it. But what they're doing for their physical bodies is amazing. 
but people are scared to do it because of the you know the fat shaming that does come with that and ultimately it can doesn't contribute but it, no, it doesn't lead to is what I meant to say but it can contribute to eating disorders it really can and my final issue with the, uh, the 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 fitness industry is social media there's a lot of benefits which I've discussed but there's quite a lot of issues with it creating creating false hope and expectations for people for example a lot of these quote-unquote influencers who have the six packs and the, the big muscles they show you what they're doing now and show you these diet ha- things that they're doing, but they haven't shown you the full story and they don't often tell you the full story about how they've got there. The years of training that they've done and the mer- the various things they've done to get there. And obviously we see it with these influencers who get, promote these stupid products and endorse these products, you know, like, oh, my, my you know, I've dropped all this fat using this. No, you haven't. You, you know, you've got a really good diet and nutrition program, but you don't share that. So it creates false hope and expectations for people. And there's a lot of these, you know, things online about six-week blasts and these really short-term change programs. And yes, you can do things in these short-term programs. I don't have an issue with, you know, like a 12-week transformation package. I really don't. But you've got to realise that it's not just 12 weeks and then you're where you want to be forever. 12 weeks is a great thing to, you know, shift loads of fat and get you perhaps clued up on the, the basic principles of training and nutrition. But to really, really make the change that takes time because it's not just about making physical changes long-term sustainable results come through behavioral change and psychological changes as well and habitual changes and these are things that take time and people don't want to do that time because they see a 10-week transformation and think I can do this and I'll be changed and I'll be there forever but they don't realize that change is something which takes a long time I'm going to leave this one here, guys. Um, Thank you for listening to my rambles about my issues of the fitness industry. If you two share any of these um, beliefs, any of these dislikes of the industry, if you think any of these are problematic, it'd be really interesting to hear from you. Please share it to your Instagram and let me know, you know, in, in the story what it is that you agree with. It will be really interesting to know. And let's hope that together and across the board, we see some changes in some of these fields. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you on the next one.